Journal Radio. Presented by OnX. Know where you stand with OnX. That's a new personal best bike here. Now here's your host, Brett Amundsen. All right, welcome to the show. I'm Brett Amundsen. Thanks for tuning in on this station right here by downloading the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts or by streaming it on demand at sportingjournalradio.com. That's Dan Amundsen right next to me there. What's going on? How you doing, Dan? I'm sitting on a couch. And you know where we are? Uh, yeah, we're at Tazan Lake. Do you think it's real now, finally? I'm looking at it. If I stand up, I can see it. So I think it's legit unless you guys have some pretty good special effects. It's finally here. It's uh, it's absolutely real. Dan's first trip up here to Tazan Lake Lodge. We're up here filming Tazan TV. We're doing some fishing. Uh, we've been out a little bit already. And uh, it's just fun to come up here and see this place. But Dan, you caught a pretty nice fish. Yeah, it got off to a good start. I've got no complaints. Dan's, fish are legit. Dan's, this is the cool thing about it too. Dan's first fish was what? 46 by 23. 46 inch lake trout is first fish. My first fish of the trip, 46 inch lake trout. So uh, we haven't had a whole lot of time to fish. We've been back at camp doing a lot of work. We've been uh, doing some filming for Taz and TV. So we've only really been out for uh, for a little bit and uh, we got lucky. We did actually fish for, I mean, we trolled for hours uh, both times and just caught the one fish. Uh, so it, it was, it was a lot of fishing actually, but that's what we, that's what you're out there for is quantity, uh, quality and not necessarily quantity. Good start to the trip though. We're really excited. We got to meet, uh, the new fly fisher TV show. They were up here filming, uh, Jenna and Caitlin and their camera guy, Ryan. We're going to talk to them, uh, next week here on the show, right? I think that's the plan. Yeah. And then they're going to be part of Taz and TV. They were up here filming. They did really well. We'll find out how they did coming up. Uh, yeah. In the future here on the show, uh, Dan, who is, Oh, we also have some fishing reports from back home, of course. We're up in northern Saskatchewan, by the way. You should tell people where this place is. It's up in the corner of northwest Saskatchewan, right above Lake Athabasca. It's Tazan Lake Lodge. It's on Tazan Lake. The owners, Barry Prawl and Trevor Montgomery, are going to be joining us here in a few minutes on the show to tell us more about Tazan Lake Lodge and what you can expect if you booked a trip up here. We've also got Joe Henry with a Lake of the Woods fishing report for us. And Eric Osberg's going to join us, right? Randon. We got Randon Oh, we got Randon this week. Yeah, telling us about walleyes. All right. So Randon Olson coming up here in a little bit. Dan, who are the sponsors this week? Well, yeah, speaking of our friends back home, we've got Haybell Heights Campground and Resort on Devil's Lake. Book a trip to Devil's Lake at haybellheights.com, Ottertail Lakes Country. Find your inner otter at ottertaillakescountry.com. Lake of the Woods Tourism. Lake of the Woods is the walleye capital. Plan a trip for this summer at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Camp Grayling. Catch the Grand Slam in Saskatchewan. Lake Trout Pike. Grayling and Walleye Fish Camp Grayling this summer. On X, nor you stand with On X. Mid-Migration Outfitters, come on Waterfall this fall. Out of heated 10-man pits and comfortable blinds, learn more at midmigrationoutfitters.com. And Prairie Sportsman, the new season has just wrapped up. Watch those episodes anytime at their YouTube channel. Dan, you've been, I've been forcing you to watch Taz and TV stuff for the last few years. Yep. Uh, and I, did you ever think you were going to get up here? I had a hunch, but uh, it, you know, and that's part of the reason why I joke about it not being real. It's one of those trips that just doesn't seem fathomable to a, a, a kid my age or a guy my age or just someone who grew up walleye fishing. It doesn't seem like these fish should be something that I'm able to catch. And here we are doing it. It's it's pretty cool, pretty legit. What were you feeling when we walked out onto the tarmac there to get on that float plane? Well, <laughs> I was just wanted to make sure we were gonna actually gonna get off the tarmac with the rain and 
our other travel adventures we had it was just trying to get there but uh, it was a little bit of excitement i was excited to get on a float plane for the first time that was cool and we flew over some just gorgeous country it's i think i could just fly that every day and be happy and see the sand dunes and that lake athabasca and the big ocean that basically is and then get over here and uh finally see the camp in person it's pretty cool yeah we drove up here from minnesota to, to fort mcmurray and that's where you get on a float plane and fly here to tazan lake lodge and we took a couple of days to do it we picked up barry prawl along the way we stopped and spent a night in uh um where did we stop well we stopped oh, in portage la prairie yep and then cold lake and then cold lake and then fort and then, mcmurray and then stayed in fort mcmurray yeah. and then got on the plane and flew out and uh these float planes are flying all the time very safe but they they get uh sometimes you know you get a little bit more shaking them and i and i the first time i did it uh it you don't really expect some of it sometimes and so i purposely didn't say anything to dan for his float first float plane ride and what did you think of it it was uh it's like being on a roller coaster a little bit yeah well, it's not, that not bad. quite no, but you get the little bad at all your stomach starts to move you know that kind of feel it's kind I think of you fun. Were just nervous no I was, it didn't move that much well maybe that's I have a better experience on roller coasters. Yeah, you might. But it is a really cool flight in, and our pilot, Cal, took us over the Athabasca. Athabasca. (laughs) You speak for a living. Athabasca. I still can't say it. Athabasca Sand Dunes. So it's on the south shore of Lake Athabasca, which is, as Dan said, a huge lake. And it's one of the most northern most sand dune formations or if you want to call it the desert or whatever it's a, it's a sand dune formation and it's one of the one of the ones the furthest north in the world and i've flown over it and around it uh been over it a couple of times i've never seen it like i did this year and it was really cool watching how the water like a delta kind of formed uh as it came out of the lake and into the into the sand dune so it was a beautiful flight in then you fly over the lake and then you come over the the tazan rocks the big rocky hillsides that are uh, on the side that surround actually tazan lake and then we hit the water we get off the dock and here we are it's a good feeling wasn't it it is good yeah finally made it and uh, the scenery it's you know i've seen like you said seen your videos a thousand times seen your pictures but the pictures don't do it justice you got to come see it for yourself it's uh not quite a geography that you can really explain super well and have it fully comprehend how cool it is to be uh in a boat on this body of water yeah it's canadian shield but big it's like ancient it's like ancient mountain ranges you know they're not as high as you would you know like not it's not like going to the rocky mountains or something like that but it's big rocky hillsides surrounding the lake it's really neat and we came up here armed with uh some new baits from live target and so right away had to try one out and i tried a uh, silver blue mackerel swim bait from live target and it didn't take too long, and I hooked up with a 46-inch lake trout. It was pretty cool. I was excited. Yeah, those baits are legit. You know, I, <laughs> Live Target's known for that realism, and, and they do. It looks like a mackerel. I was using that yellow perch, and it looks like a perch. We joked about it when it came in the package. Like, that's a, back home, that's a keeper perch, and you want to fillet it up. But might have been the first perch that lake trout's ever seen, but it looked appetizing to it, and it munched it right up. Yeah, these lake trout up here, they just don't care. They're so aggressive. Uh, they can eat if it if it's got a good thumb to it or it's got a good action, a good wobble. 
they're so aggressive uh, that even when they're not hungry, sometimes they might bite. I mean, they turn on and off and it's fishing, so it can be a struggle too sometimes. But um, man, they're just, they're one of those fish that I've got confidence in that even if they're not hungry, if you throw the right, if you trigger the right reaction out of them, you can get them to eat. So uh, this year's season of Taz and TV is off to a good start. And uh, we've got some sponsors to thank as part of it. Yamaha's Right Waters is uh, sponsoring Taz and TV this year. Also, uh, Lumarine Boats is sponsoring Taz and TV this year. We've got some new sunglasses from Ocean Waves that we're trying out. And we're, yeah, there they are right there. And we're going to be doing some sight fishing for uh, for Big Pike with these. We've been wearing them already out there. Uh, really comfortable sunglasses and uh, great polarization. You can see into this. This water is real clear, but on this bright sunny day like we had today, I uh, could see into that water uh, real clearly with these sunglasses. And of course, live target. We're using these live target swim baits. And and at some point, you're going to find out about a really big fish getting caught on the big juvenile pike swim bait from live target and we'll we'll have it for you here on this show and also on taz and tv and then uh, we got a bunch of cool stuff from Smith. So one thing different this year, Dan, we're going to be showing people some different things like how to f- how to fly a northern pike uh, for people that want to learn that and how these guys do it here. They do, uh, you know, a, a ton of them every year. They've been doing them their whole lives. They've got some pretty nifty uh, uh, ways to fly them. Also, flaying a lake trout. If you've never done that before, we're going to show you how to do that. And we got some other tips and tricks up our sleeve with some of these new tools from Smith's Consumer Products that we're going to be using. So watch for Tazan TV on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, by the way, Sporting Journal Radio, and then also subscribe to Tazan Lake Lodge on YouTube to uh, follow along with some big fish from Northern Saskatchewan. All right, we got the owners. Trevor and Barry coming up in a little bit. Also, Joe Henry from Lake of the Woods Tourism. And Randon Olson's going to talk walleyes coming up on the show. 852 million acres of public land. 147 million private properties. All in the palm of your hand. The number one hunting GPS app just got better. With hundreds of custom map layers, 3D and topographic maps, you can easily scout on the road or at home before you go. And now you can get important weather details, CWD detection, and even know what crops have been planted where. Get the most trusted hunting GPS app ever made. Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx. Well, I'm pretty excited. Like I've been fortunate to go on some pretty neat trips this year, but I'm looking forward to one that we are planning to the Northwest angle by plane going up by Lake Country Air and to talk a little bit more about how that works and what we might find up at the Northwest Angle because I haven't been up there in the summertime yet. Uh, Joe Henry joins us from Lake of the Woods Tourism. Joe, I'm, I'm looking forward to my first open water trip to the angle. Yeah, oh, I can't believe you've never been up there open water. You're gonna, you're gonna love it. You're gonna absolutely love it. You know, I know you go to Canada once in a while too, but this is, this is like, uh, this is like uh, going up to the angle is like going to the boundary waters with no restrictions. You can have 300 horses in the back, um, which which makes it nice for people that uh, don't have the uh, the strength or endurance or whatever to throw a canoe on their back now. But uh, and nothing against our friends at the boundary water. That's an incredible experience too. Just a different kind of experience. It is. It, but and I've been on a lot of canoe trips where I'm in the middle of a big lake and it's windy and I'm tired and I wished I had 300 horses on the back of that canoe. Yeah. Well, maybe not on the back of a canoe. Maybe not on the canoe. Well, <laughs> well, and you know, from from our perspective, and again, all all, all respects to the, the Boundary Waters. I've yeah. been there too. I love it. It's a great place to go. Go there if you haven't been there. But you know, um, 
you know, and as far as the angle goes, in today's world, let's face it, we got aging populations, we got people that don't get around so good. You know, you might want to get a few different people, like four or five people together and fish at the same time. So motorboat, a normal motorboat is a little bit better. But, you know, you talk about Lake Country Air, and it's kind of a cool story. So Lake Country Air was based out of Duluth, and they also called them Beaver Air Tours for a while. And they were purchased. And the new owners, it happened right around the pandemic and such. So as time went on, they got in touch with us at Lake of the Woods, and they kind of realized that by by the border, the Canadian border being closed and people not ha- being able to drive that 40-mile stretch through Canada for a while during, during COVID, that, you know what, we have an opportunity here to fly people up to the Northwest Angle across Lake of the Woods, which is you know, usually about 42 miles. So they started doing that and boy, business actually was really good. And they were providing a service for customers who wanted to get up to the angle. And of course they helped our resort community. Well, things started going so good that, you know, they, they were having a lot of customers fly into MSP down in the Twin Cities. So they said, gosh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna, it makes sense for us to, to, to put our base in South St. Paul. So that when people come into MSP or we have people coming from the Metro that wanna fly up, to Lake of the Woods, whether it's the South End or the Angle, you know, we're right here next to the, the big airport or located in the Metro. So that's what they've done. And they've been uh, just doing a great job of bringing people up. They do it both summer and winter. Uh, they land right on the water or they land right on the ice. And uh, I tell you, I, I've done it. And, you know, you sit in these leather seats of this aircraft, you put on these <laughs> headphones, are real high quality headphones, so you can hear the pilot and everybody else in the plane talk to one another. And I was kind of curious, you know, how long of a, how much runway do you need to take off? These things are like overpowered. You you go down the runway and you're up in there right away. The pilots are super credible. I mean, it's just a very nice experience. And these are amphibious, right? So they they take off from they can take off from a runway and land on the water, etc. Correct. That is correct. They can land on land. They can land on the water. Yep, both. Yeah, that's fun. So, uh, so if somebody was going to do that, would they? They would probably jump on the plane around Bedette there somewhere, and then fly up to the angle. Well, so here, here are your options. So you could you could jump on a plane at either Bedette or Warroad and fly up to the angle, cross the lake. That's one option. Another option is flying out of their base out of South St. Paul. Okay. Another yeah. option is they have charter trips. So there are groups that say, "Hey, we got." I think their plane takes about um, seven or eight people, I believe, but. Uh, they have um, uh, tours. So if, if you're, let's say you're in Sioux Falls or Omaha, Nebraska or Sioux City, Iowa or Des Moines or wherever, you know, they got range on this plane so that you could take your whole group up and fly them up to either the south end or certainly up to the northwest angle. And uh, it's, it's, it's great. So they've done a lot of those tours recently, too. And uh, so they can really pick you up anywhere you want. Now, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than driving up, certainly. But, hey, there's a lot of people that whether it's a business deal, whether it's a family, whether it's some people have um, right now a little bit more um, money than time. Time is so important. They want to get up, have their experience, get back and get back to work, which ultimately pays for their trip then, see. Yeah, well, and it's the experience too. I mean, it's not just a fishing trip at that point. You're getting on a float plane, you're landing on the water. How cool is that? And uh, if you're for, from the Metro, if you can jump on in South St. Paul right there, that's that's perfect. Save yourself some driving, but you can drive up there, uh, but you got to go through Canada. So when you drive to the Northwest Angle right now, uh, you have to be back. You have to have a passport, passport card, or, you know, enhanced driver's license. If you don't have those things, you can get by with a government-issued ID along with, you know, a, uh, an original pa- uh, uh, birth certificate. Uh, they prefer to have the credentials, but that'll get you up there. And then you got to be vaccinated. No, no DUIs. So 
you know, you, you can't have any DUI. And if you do have a DUI, you got to call Canada Border Services Agency ahead of time and get it cleared. And um, and then you got to fill up the Arrive Can app, which the Arrive Can app is fairly easy. It's just a, an app you can either do on the computer if you don't have a smartphone and uh, print it off. Or if you have a you know an Apple or a Droid, you can just get it from, you know, the Apple Store or the, uh, uh, the Google Play Store. And you fill the... Uh, you upload your passport, you upload your vaccination card, and then you fill out your the trip details, when you're going up, where you're going, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, it gives you a trip number. You go up and you go over the border, you give them your trip number, and they check you, you, check you through, and it's easy peasy, you know. And if you don't like to fly and you don't have your shot, you can take a boat across. Yeah, so the Lake of the Woods Passenger Service goes out of uh, the south end on the Rainy River, typically at a sportsman's lodge there. And what they'll do is they can take a, a group of up to six people um, up to whatever, whichever angle resort you want to stay at. And it's nice. It's a 42-mile run. Uh, it's on a big you know, 27-foot sport craft, typically. Um, they, uh, it, it, it's kind of a fun experience if, if you like boating. And, you know, they, they take you up there. They drop you off. They You'll, you'll have an idea of when your return trip will be, so you can coordinate that as, as you plan your trip. And again, it's a, it's a fairly inexpensive way to avoid customs and going up to fish the Northwest Angle. Now, I will say this. Here's one question I get a lot. If I go to the Northwest Angle and I don't have, you know, I'm not vaccinated, can I still fish in Ontario waters? And the answer is yes, you can, as long as you don't touch land. So if you boat from the Northwest Angle... Hmm. And boat because you know when you're up the northwest angle you can catch as many fish as you want on the minnesota side or if you want to go into the ontario side which is a stone's throw away you could do that as well if you if you plan on touching land or touch a dock or, or are going to exchange goods or services with another boat then you need to call the 888 can pass number and and get approved to go in that's when you got to use your arrive can app and things like that if you're just going to go fishing or boating in ontario and not touch land you don't have to check in. You can just boat over, and you do not need to be vaccinated to do so. Hmm. And it's a little different fishing up there, right? You're going to fish maybe a little bit more structure? Oh, it is. We know the, the Northwest Angle, that's the northernmost point of the contiguous United States. It's where the 14,552 islands of Lake of the Woods begin. And um, it's, it's, it's where the Canadian Shield begins on Lake of the Woods. So right around that angle, you got some transition. You got some land that's a little bit more you know, uh, sandy, things like that. And then that's where the islands all are. So that's right where the Canadian Shield begins. And, you know, with all those islands, it's the the beauty, the structure. You're, you can fish shorelines. Uh, um, there's points, there's rock bars, there's there's mud flats, there's sunken islands, there's, I mean, there, there's neck down there, there's a little bit of current going through. I mean, there's so much structure that you can fish up at the angle. There's literally thousands and thousands of spots. And, and consequently, you can fish in different ways. You know, you can you can go and jig a spot on a spot. You can pull spinners. You can pull cranks in certain areas. It's just really, really a neat experience. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I've fished it a couple of times in the winter. I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like uh, up there in the, in, the, uh, in the summer. And just a, what a cool area and some neat people up there, too. And, Joe, if people want to learn more about getting up to the Northwest Angle, what should they do? Yeah, you know what? Check out our website, uh, and it's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Northern Minnesota's Walleye Factory is a year-round world-class fishing destination. The perfect getaway this summer is just a short drive to Lake of the Woods. Fish Big Traverse Bay, the Rainy River, 
or visit the unique Northwest Angle. To catch big fish, you have to go where the big fish are. Plan your trip to Lake of the Woods at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. That's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. All right, next we're going to talk to Randon Olson from Lockjaw Guide Service up, up in Ottertail Lakes Country about uh, summer patterning for walleyes. Where you're, where you're going to go, what you're going to look for, what he does, and how he finds his fish this time of year. Randon, thanks for joining us once again here on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. As the summer wears on, are you, are you more, do you get more excited about fishing, or do you really like that early summer time of year? You know, early summer's a fun time of year and frustrating at the same time. Uh, it's a transition time of year, so those fish are changing what they're doing. They're moving to that summertime pattern. Uh, when we establish those summertime patterns, you're going to be able to go back to those fish for days on end, sometimes weeks on end. Um, but right now, those fish are in transition, and you, you got to really hunt. Um, you don't want to get comfortable in one spot because it's kind of like fool's gold. You can go through an area and catch six fish, turn around and you won't catch a single bite and you'll be stuck there for two hours just fishing dead water so uh it's kind of a death trap this time of year you got to really watch out for how big of a role do your electronics play in that hunt for walleyes this time of year huge uh huge so so there's usually two distinct patterns that i'll, I'll kind of stick on through the summer and one's shallow and one's deep uh and both of them your electronics play a huge part um your 2D, your under-the-boat sonar stuff, that's not going to play as big of a part up shallow, um, where your side imaging is really going to take over then. Um, and then once you move out deep, um, like in that picture, those are two really nice walleyes off on the left there. Um, that's a classic, exactly what walleyes look like in side imaging. Um, that's going to show you where you need to be for those fish. So uh, when you get to that deep water, the side imaging might waver a little bit, especially if you get towards the mud, but your 2D is really going to shine. Um and let you know that you're fishing over fish. That's a big consistent part that I think a lot of people miss is they fish spots, not fish. Um, so you definitely want to be fishing fish. Can you pull that picture back up again, Dan? Um, tell me what we're looking at. And when you say that's a classic look of, of walleyes, explain that a little bit. Yeah, so that big fat mark on the left of the screen there, uh, that's the typical walleye that you would see if it's sitting alone on a perfect picture of side imaging. Um, I kind of call it like a kid's whale. It's a really big body and a small little fork tail. Hmm. Um, that's dead giveaway right there. That's a walleye, no doubt in my mind. And that we're actually looking at a shadow, essentially, that we're looking at. Yes. Yep. Yep. The fish is slightly above that. Now, did you catch that fish? We did not catch that fish. Okay. So. Nope. I wanted to. You look really good. <laughs> Bet. Um, and I know it's impossible to tell, but looking at that, you you can say, okay, that's like that's uh, that's going to be a, over twenty. Or you, can you kind of give it? An, do you have an idea of how big those fish are based on the shadow they're casting? Somewhat. Um, you know, I'm still learning, like everybody else is, and I learn more every day. But if I had to guess, that that fish there would be, you know, twenty inches or bigger. Okay. Um, just. Generally, when you see them like that and they're alone, they're usually larger fish. Um, one interesting note is on that picture, those two kind of streaky marks. Now, this is pure sand where this picture was taken. The streaky marks are actually fish that are swimming with the boat. Oh, okay. um, And you're just getting an elongated shadow with them as they cruise with the boat at the same speed. So when you see a mark like that, what's your next move? 
um, note the depth. That's the first thing, you know, how far away from the boat it is and what depth of water that fish is in. Um, one thing with side imaging, I think, you know, when you're pulling like spinners or Lindy rigs, something where you're trolling under the boat, um, you, you can't zip over and go over that fish because by the time you get there, he's going to be gone. What you can do is note the depth that that fish is in and move the boat there because more than likely there'll be more fish in that depth range. So you're using it to help pattern more than you might be able to. Would you would you stop and try to like pitch a jig at that fish or just try to get into that pattern? If I'm guiding, I'm just going to get into that pattern. If I'm in a tournament and it looks like a good fish, I'm going to stop the boat and I'm going to pitch a rip and wrap or, or a jig and wrap or something like that at that fish and, and give it a little, a few minutes, see if I can get him. All right. And then do you work, uh, do you have spot lock? Do you, would you throw her on spot lock and sit there and say you're in a tournament and, and just try to hold the boat in place and cast at that thing till it's gone or until you, till you catch it? I don't have that much patience. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on I, to the I next one. Six casts, um, you know, try to really cover where I think that fish is still sitting. And if he doesn't go, I'm just, I'm going to keep moving. What about crappies this time of year? Crappies this time of year, this is, uh, this is the time of year that, you know, a lot of people struggle. Um, the few people that haven't figured out, it, this is dynamite, and this pattern lasts from now until September, um, and it's really easy. You just got to go out and try it. So 16-ounce jig and a plastic um, over the weeds. That's it, mile an hour. It's the easiest thing you can do all summer. Um, you just cover water until you catch one, and once you catch one, you know, there's never just one crappie. So once you get one, you found a spot. Um, and you just keep going back and forth, and, and those things will just annihilate it. I like to tell people crappies are like horseshoes and hand grenades. You just got to get close. So are you are you dragging them over the top? Are you using a slip bobber? How are you doing that? Just Pitching? a good cast out behind the boat, pitch it out, and drag it right over the top of the weeds. Just drag it over the top. Okay. That's it. It doesn't get much easier. <laughs> I like it simple. Do you... Do you look so? Do you look for uh, weed beds with your electronics? Or are you fishing places where you know there's weeds? Or are you look just trying to see them in the water? Or how are you finding the weeds? Yeah, definitely uh, using your electronics. Um, depending on the clarity of the lake, sometimes you can just go see them. Um, sometimes you'll spook them. Sometimes you won't if the water's that clear. Um, but generally, you're you're looking. You can kind of tell when you go look at a lake map where there should be cabbage. Um, just by kind of the way the contour lines lay out, um, and then just go over there and confirm with your electronics. Um, if you're really having a hard time, and, and cabbage is not king when it comes to crappies, so if you got a good weed bed and you're not catching fish, throw a big jig or a treble hook down there, snag a chunk of it, see what kind of weed it is. If it's mm -hmm. not cabbage, there's a high probability they won't be in there. All right, and if people want to jump in a boat with you uh, at some point this year, how do they get a hold of you? The best way is just give me a call at 218-640-0158. Otherwise, you can always check us out on Facebook or check out our website at LockjawGuideService.com. LockjawGuideService.com. Randon Olson, thanks for the time this week. Thank you, guys. Did you know there are more than 1,000 lakes in Ottertail County? Yep, and I'm going to fish as many as I can. I'm an outdoorsy otter. Nothing beats a full day of fishing for me. The lakes of Ottertail County give me plenty of options to lower my boat and snag the perfect catch. Not an outdoorsy otter? No problem. Ottertail County has something for everyone. You just need to find your inner otter. To find your inner otter, go to ottertaillakescountry.com. 
Devil's Lake is legendary, and this summer has been legendary for walleyes. Don't miss out. Call Haybell Heights Campground and Resort today to book one of their modern cabins on East Bay. The cabins are furnished with a full bathroom, kitchen, and all the amenities like high-speed internet and are clean following CDC guidelines. Staying at Haybell Heights gives you full access to a private boat launch, fish cleaning station, and beach area. Learn more at haybellheights.com. That's haybellheights.com. Plan your trip to legendary Devil's Lake today. Hi, this is Sporting Journal Radio. Thanks for tuning in on the network by demand or listening to the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Brett Amundsen. That's Dan Amundsen right next to me. We're at Tazan Lake Lodge in northwestern Saskatchewan. And I have to have a smile on my face when I say it because I love this place up here. And how can you not? It's beautiful. Fish are big. People are okay here. The owners are the owners are all right. And they join us right now on the show, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Trevor Montgomery and Barry Prawl. How are you guys doing? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor is going to make Wonderful. you talk first there, Barry, I think. That's hilarious. Uh, guys, it's good to be back, man. Absolutely. Well, welcome back. You know, it's uh, it's been a great start to the season, and we're just uh, we're just so excited. So how does it feel? We got a, we got a full camp right now. A uh, bunch of guys from Minnesota and Wisconsin, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to have a full camp right now? after the last two years what what everybody went through yeah great way to start you know to have full camp and everybody back everybody fishing lots of guides everything's going great yeah yeah it feels real good you know it's been it's been a tough slug so it's nice to see it and you know get back in the game and and i guess share the resource right yeah absolutely well these guys they were supposed to come in 2020 right yeah. You just had to keep pushing them back. We'll push them back. We'll come back on 2021. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they booked a couple of years prior to that, too, as well. So they've been, you know, chomping at the bit. This is five years. So, you know. Five years they've been waiting well, to come yeah, I believe so, yeah, because they booked a couple of years before, yeah. before they were planning on coming, too, as well. So. Man. Yeah. Well, I think they're having a great time. Some guys are over there playing cribbage. Some other guys are out on the deck there uh, enjoying the view. Beautiful night here uh, right now. We're recording this in the evening on Tazan. And uh, I don't, I barely see a ripple on that lake out there. We should be fishing. We should be fishing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let's hurry this up. Well, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful day today. Uh, oh, yeah. Warm. No wind. Yeah. It was a great day on the lake. Yeah, I like nice. to call this the first day of summer. Because we look at the forecast for the next number of days, it's going to be, you know, stable, warm, hardly any wind. You know, this is the first day of summer, and typically we get that few-week hot, hot season, and that just really gets, you know, brings the lake to life, right? And this is week two of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fir- or the yeah, the second group. First group was a TV show, The New Fly Fisher. Uh, we're going to talk about that experience and how that went here in just a little bit because it was good. And uh, and then a couple of guys and you, Trevor, came in early to get camp opened up. So mm-hmm. we're just kind of getting started for the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just getting it rolling. You know, uh, got in here, had, you know, about a week and just got things dialed in and ready to go. Uh, it was great. We got a great group of guides this year, a great group of shore staff. And uh, yeah, we're sure looking forward to it. It's just, uh, it's good to be back. Barry, kind of walk people through, if somebody were to book a trip up here, kind of kind of how it goes. They end up at Fort McMurray? Yeah, the Fort McMurray, uh, boarded the plane at about uh, four o'clock. You get in here 6.30, uh, have supper. Uh, we kind of get get you hooked up with your guides the night before, get ready to go fishing, start fishing the next morning after full breakfast, and away we go. 
Are you flying the plane? You fl- no. I know when we were at, we were at McMurray Aviation the other day, Barry was trying to get in the uh, the pilot seat there. I, there was a 206 sitting there, and I actually <laughs> left him my license number, hoping that he'd call, but he didn't. <laughs> no, it's great. It's a fun it's a fun flight in, and uh, I know Trevor. I don't know if you got the same flight in that that we did. It was the same route, but I mean a similar route probably. But Barry, we saw the the sand dunes. We'd never I'd never seen it like that, and I've come and flown in from Fort Mac a bunch of times. Yeah, it gave us a great flight, like you say, right, right through the middle of the sand dunes, and uh, I don't know what river that is exactly, but uh, it was just beautiful from the air. They, you know, all the colors were amazing. Yeah, it was a nice flight. So that that Tasman Lake experience that we talk about, it kind of starts with that flight. Absolutely, yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's a uh, it's so neat too as well to come across and just see muskeg and and you know flat ground, and then you come to. Lake Athabasca, you see the sand dunes, and then you come across, you know, the ninth largest freshwater lake in Saskatchewan, or sorry, in uh, Canada. in Canada. Yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden, poof, the mountain range and the topography that you got to climb 550 feet to get over to Tazan Lake. You know, so. Yeah. That, that prime rib is also part of the experience that absolutely we and yeah. uh, steve driver is back as a as a chef here mm-hmm. at, at uh, the camp so the food of course is amazing once again eating way too much yeah but it's hard to eat that much it's hard to, well especially oh. we you know we have we've been having shore lunches too uh pike and lake trout and then you'd always go back for that last piece of fish God, i gotta have one more piece of fish you know yeah. or some of those french fries uh so you have end up end up having a big lunch and then uh and come back in for a big meal from steve and uh the pike and lake trout of course delicious uh what do you do you find people like they they probably want to eat lake trout because people probably had pike more than lake trout do you find guests want to have lake trout a lot of times for lunch absolutely and a lot of times we'll do both you know we'll do a pike and lake trout or or multiple depending on how many clients we're cooking for uh you know my client today was just ecstatic to be able to come back and eat lake trout the last few places he's been they haven't had lake trout and yeah he was he was just said that's my favorite fish you know and it's good so much of it is how we prepare it right how do you like to prepare it? Cooked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many ways. You know, it could be baked, could be fried, soaked in hot sauce. Uh, you know, just so many different things you can do with it. And, yeah, just make flavors, right? For some reason, it always tastes better, Barry, when you are when you just catch it and you're on the shore somewhere in a place like this. You pull up along into one of the shore lunch spots that we've got across, uh, around the lake. And you're sitting, you know, you're sitting there on the sand beach looking out over the lake eating fresh fish and, you know, fresh, those french fries are the best. I could just eat a whole <laughs> plate of those french fries, I think, and uh, beans or, or whatever. It just tastes better. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Fish right out of this cold water. Yeah. Yeah, nothing better. Barry just likes to drink out of the cold water too. Sure, yeah. cold water. Sure. Yeah, it's crystal clear, clean water. Yeah, it is good. It's delicious. Uh, you guys have been seeing. So we sight fish pike a lot of times up here, but I've been hearing about you guys are out in the boat all day today. All every boat, every guide was out there busy. I heard about like sight fishing for lake trout today. Mm-hmm. Is what I was hearing about. Yeah, they're up in the shallows. You know, it's still cold enough. Uh, they're up in the shallows and you know competing with the pike right up into you know skinny water we call it inches of water and yeah wow and multiple numbers too they're just swarming all over and the cool thing about them in that shallow water is you just get explosive hits they come just tearing in there that little muscle car there and just hammer it you know and amazing i heard one guest uh got caught on a log 
and they could see his hook caught on the log down there. I think it was a uh, dad and his kid, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. I think, if I remember correctly. So the kid was looking, trying to help his dad, I suppose, get unstuck or, the, or help the guide spot it. And he saw a lake trout spinning around this log trying to eat the lure that was hooked onto the log. Mm-hmm. So he cast at it and caught it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Hey, you How see so many neat things from just being out there and watching and being able to see in the water, you know, and that's why those that pair of polarized sunglasses is so important when you are coming up on these types of fishing experiences. I didn't see it either, but I heard about it. Uh, some of the guys saw a young moose swim across the lake. Yes. Yeah, uh, actually last week, uh, the last group I seen two moose. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, at two different spots. Yeah, the very first day we pulled out to where we were going to and looked in the first bay as we were going down there and there's a cow standing there in the water. Actually, the same bay where you filmed uh, or took oh, all the pictures right. of the cow and a couple of calves yeah. there a few years ago. So, yeah, super cool standing there and I was like, perfect. We zipped in there. Of course, the TV show got all the footage they needed and that stuff. And then uh, a couple of days later, out in another spot, yeah. moose swam across in front of us. Well, it was kind of a big part of the lake. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen moose swim before, but normally you see him walking along the shoreline or maybe wading through the water a little mm-hmm. bit. But to see him swim across, you know, some big, kind of big water yeah. or bigger part of the lake, I was yeah. kind of surprised to hear that. Well, they're pretty strong swimmers. And a lot of times they'll go to the water if the bugs are starting to get bad, you know, which we're just getting our heat now for yeah. the year. So the bugs aren't too bad yet uh, but it could be a wolf on shore too as well you know there's things reasons why they do what they do and you know maybe need to cool off Dan got really excited the first night when we were in camp and he heard the loons out there mm. oh, I love a loon there's not a better sound in this world and it remind honestly it reminds you of Minnesota. It's loon is kind of a, a big deal for us back in Minnesota. And you know, you go up north to your cabin or whatever, and you sit on the sit on the deck and listen to the loons swim across the lake till you're trying to go to bed anyway. And <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, it's it's a pretty neat sound, and we've heard uh, we've heard them quite a bit. Yeah, every night they've been out and about, and sometimes during the day. And yeah, it's a good way to fall asleep. Yeah, it actually it is. It makes you feel like you're you're uh, on a trip or at the cabin or something yeah. like that or in the wilderness a little bit and that you know really that's what I you know when that uh, the new fly fisher they were here filming and they interviewed us all and they put me on and, and interviewed me about it and they they asked me you know aside from the fishing what do I like about this place up here and it's you know it's the wilderness it's a remote location it's a chance to see wildlife and uh, and, the, and the scenery around here it's just a it's just such a unique location Absolutely, yeah. We've seen a number of bald eagles, you know, definitely some mergans. There's a few other water birds there and that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. Yeah, I think what really sets it apart, too, is just the the high hills and the sand beaches and, mm-hmm. you know, and even the, the not having a wind problem, you know. It's just, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. picturesque. Lodge, you know, set right on this this nice, uh, you know, sand beach. It's perfect place yeah, so out facing. of the wind. Yeah. 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 It, it's funny how time can get away from you, though. And next thing you know, it's like 1030 at night and it looks like it's about five. No, you know, yeah. yeah. Stays and you're blinking, it's one. We're approaching that summer solstice where it's going to be dark for, for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And we've watched it numerous times here over the years. We've seen the sun go down. 
and then the sun just kind of come right back up. Yeah. You know, just just tomorrow, off to the eh? side of it. I believe it's tomorrow. Yep. Oh, it's yeah. the 20th, right? So we're recording yep. this on the 20th, yeah. Awesome. So, heck yeah. You can see it's it's 9.30 at night right now, and you oh, can yeah. look out the window, and yeah. it looks like it's about noon. It's 9.30. <laughs> yeah. Just like that, I couldn't. I would have not guessed it was no, 9.30 already. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it. No, wow. that's for sure. Uh, it's it's uh, so cool. So the season then will go... Uh, you go all summer, obviously, and you got some openings in late July right now, mid to late July. Yeah, late in July, August. even into August. Yeah. Okay, so people want to come up here um, and catch some big fish, of course, uh, eat some delicious food, see a unique place. I mean, the whole the whole thing. I mean, and just and just fishing. You know, if you want to catch fish, it doesn't take long to go out there and catch a fish here. No, that's for sure. Hey, so yeah. if you want to get you know in trout. I mean, they got to be one of the hardest fighting fish out there. Lake trout. Yeah. yeah. Especially freshwater fish, hands yeah. down. They're, they've got to be on the top of the spectrum, that's for sure. Yeah. Especially the big ones. Man, and we've gotten a couple of big ones. Uh, Dan and I each got the 46. It, each got a 46. And then uh, new fly fisher was here, and they got a big they got a big lake trout on that big live target bait, right? Absolutely. Uh, just crushed it, T-boned it. So when it came in, it was sideways, sticking up both sides. It was absolutely awesome to see. It's just like, oh yeah. Could you imagine what that would look like underwater? You oh, know, if anybody got that on camera? Yeah. Just. Oh, it'd be unbelievable. And that was a girl that's part of the show that hasn't really fished much. Mm-hmm. Well, this not is her this first year. fishing trip, I think. Well, for this year, right? Because she's a school teacher. But uh, last year. Oh, I'm year, talking about Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, hey? Yeah, so yeah. it was uh, it was Caitlin and Jenna from the new fly fisher and then their camera guy, Ryan. Yeah. And uh, Jenna, Jenna obviously fly fishes uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. She had a pretty good trip up here. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She had a phenomenal trip, you know. Uh, PB'd her, PB'd, you know, well, can you beat that? So I think, I think she broke it a couple of times. I think so, yeah. 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 On the fly. Yes, on the fly. How many people come up here to fly fish? Uh, there's a few every year, you know, uh, I think there's some really great opportunities for it and we'd like to see more people come up and that's part of the reason why we are doing some marketing with uh, new fly fishermen and, and just showing what we have to offer more than anything else, you know, there's some great techniques. And at different times of the year, you just fish in different ways. That's all. But the opportunities are there throughout the season. So that was a that was a fun time hanging out with those three and mm. a good way to start the camp. You know, I'll, I'll be honest because when did the ice go off, Trevor? Oh, what did I say? The first, the actual first day. Well, the day it was totally gone. The day we got here was totally gone for nine days. So, oh yeah. What day did we get here? You came in. You were here on the tenth. Tenth. So. So yeah. Yeah, I think it might have been a little later. Fourth of June, I think it was totally gone or something like that. You know, it's a little. It was a little later than most years. Most years, the last day of May or the first day of June, it's gone completely. So, and it was definitely a little slower this year, but once it started going, it rolled off there pretty fast and went. Yeah, I, I, when I heard how late the, the, you know, spring was going to go and how late the ice was going to go out, uh, and then I knew that these fly fishing, this fly fishing show that was going to come to try to fish shallow for pike, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I just didn't think the temps were going to be warm enough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, well, we were lucky as we were in setting up camp, we had four solid days of, uh, you know, high temperatures and 90 degree weather. 
and it was uh, it was Trevor. We're in Canada. Camp. That's thirty. Just get, well, I know, but we're your podcast going <laughs> somewhere. In America, where they go, yeah. Why is that guy talking like that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So four days of nineties. Yeah. Holy it's crazy. So we were working on shore trying to get camp set up, and super hot, you know. And and I believe that really kicked things into gear, you know. And then a couple of days overcast and kind of slowed down a little bit again, but. Uh, you know, uh, definitely that helped. And then this week is going to help too as well. So you need that warm-up because for pike fishing, when you get into those bays to find them, when they move up a little bit shallower, you're looking for a 60 to 4 degree water temp. 65 is optimum for, for pike. Yeah. You know, they, they start getting active even cooler than that. But 65 is optimum. Starts getting much more above that. Starts to stress out the big fish and they start moving out to the middle of the bay, the deeper water where it's going to be cooler. And what have you been? What have you been seeing? Because you were seeing mid sixties pretty early, right? Yeah, especially up the rivers. You know, up uh, off the main water body, we were seeing mid sixties fairly early. Yeah. So. And then when you see that, what do you like to use to target those fish? Mm, depends on what the conditions are and where we're fishing more than anything else. You That's know? his way of saying it's. He's got a bunch of secret lures. He doesn't want to in I got uh, no secrets, do I, Barry? No, no oh. secrets. What I will say is, I, I've you know I've learned a lot about how to work a bay being in the boat with you because you do not leave an inch of that water untouched. Well, that's that's how you catch, you know, that's for sure. So uh, top, middle, bottom. And so explain what that is. Top of the water column, middle of the water column, and bottom <laughs> of the water column. Using a lure that's going to cover that area. You know, uh, that's a big one. Some kind of a surface lure, you know, something that's going to float or stay in the top foot or two. Uh, something that you're going to be able to fish through the middle of it and something you're going to be able to fish right along the bottom. And just making sure you cover that as well as the whole area of the bay itself. You know, there's going to be better areas or better spots within the bay, of course, but, you know, covering it and making sure that you didn't miss anything. Fish are traveling in and out and moving around all the time too as well. We've had uh, some really nice weather now all of a sudden. We had some kind of some cool, not really too rainy weather, but a little bit of rain here and there and some cool weather. Man, back home in Minnesota, it was, it's been 100 degrees and wow. brutal. They've had some more storms again, mm -hmm. so I'm really glad I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> I feel, absolutely, I feel yeah. bad for the people back home because it's just miserable yeah. back there, I, I'd imagine. Uh, so this has been pretty nice. Barry, you, you said something kind of interesting to me when we were flying in about uh about flying through different weather and i always like to see oh, oh it's going to be sunny this is going to be great we're going to have a great flight and you you were saying you like it maybe a little cloudy or a little yeah, bit yeah yeah stable weather is best like you say if it gets too hot you get all the thermals off the hills and then your ride's bumpy so just uh yeah nice stable air is the best cool cool stable air the plane performs better it's just uh, nicer on the plane and on the passengers. And on the passengers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a nice flight in here to the lodge, of course. Uh, you got some openings later in the summer. We've had uh, a great start to the camp so far this year. Uh, some good fishing. I'm looking forward to being back out there. Uh, guys, uh, tazandlake.com is where you can find out more information. They can call you here at the lodge. We've got uh, internet here. We've got hot showers, flush toilets in your cabins, delicious food, uh, good fishing, lots of fish in this lake. And watch Tazan TV if you want to learn more about why this is a good fishery uh, check out Taz and TV you can watch last year's uh, six episode season we talk a lot about the lake and what makes it so good and I'm excited I think we're gonna have a good season at Taz and TV this year guys I think so too
Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, maybe we should give them the number for up here. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. You bet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know what it is. I know you do that. <laughs> it's 306 667. I got to look up the last four, though. Uh, 306-667-3892. So, and we'll put that on the screen here. Dan's working on that right now, so we'll get that. There it is right there. 306-667-3892. Taz, it's it's on our website, too, I'd imagine. If it's not, I'll put it on there right now. I was just kind of thinking that we should make sure, because, of course, we're both up here, and both our phones are up here. That's right, because I think that is the case, because I think your cell phones are on there, and we don't have cell towers here at Taz and Lee. No cell towers, that's uh, for sure. But we got some internet service, so Mm -hmm. you'll be able to keep in contact with everybody back at home yeah uh gentlemen thanks again for having us up we're uh we're really excited to be here once again and thanks for being on the show well thanks brett so nice to have you back now it's good yeah to be for here. sure nice to have you back and nice to and get Dan. down up here yeah. and glad forward to it and he you know be a great year popped his cherry the other day and caught his big trout <laughs> and uh, right. you know one out berry berry didn't even get a fish out yeah, oh, yeah berry the hot hand is cooled down <laughs> well, it's just on hold for a day or two <laughs> yeah, until yeah. we get back out i guarantee you forgot out tonight that uh, yeah tonight probably by the time nice. this airs you'll probably have yeah i think so yeah but um yeah no it's good to be back and honestly after the last couple of years of what what every everybody's gone through and you know what other the other lodges and resorts what they've gone through the last couple of years it's uh, just good to, it, it makes it extra special to be here yeah really yeah does. sure does eh? yeah yeah absolutely all right trevor montgomery barry Prawl, thanks a lot guys thanks, thank man. you sporting journal radio is a division of macaba llc if you've got a question comment or story idea for us send us an email go to sportingjournalradio.com While you're there, you can learn how to advertise on the show and visit our store for hats, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more. Go to SportingJournalRadio.com.